Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. Thank you for continuing to listen. And if it's your first time, welcome aboard. I am Sam North, the trading school lead here at eToro. And as usual, I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Good to have you with us today, Josh. Always a pleasure, Sam. Always a pleasure. I tagged you in, uh, well, not a very nice tweet, (laughs) but I tagged you in a, a tweet the other day. Sydney lockdown till October was the tweet. Is there any truth in in that? Do you think, or or too hard to tell at the moment? Uh, I think it's it, we're not heading in the right direction. That's probably the easiest thing to say. Um, we had I think it was like 170 cases today, which in comparison to 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 most other countries is is not a lot, but it's a very high number for for us here in in Australia. And we sort of get a bit chaotic when when we have those numbers. Um, but yeah, look, it's not really getting any better. I think. We've seen the Delta fear sort of sweep through the market, um, haven't we? Sort of last last week, I think Monday was probably the uh, the, the biggest sign of that. But uh, but since then, it's sort of sort of settled off. But yeah, um, unfortunately, doesn't look like we'll be getting out of it anytime soon, which is a shame. But um, it's it's not been half as bad as how you guys had it in the UK. So I will not complain. So um, <laughs> you guys can you can, you can all enjoy your freedom. So yeah, well, fingers crossed, our freedom can continue. I, I saw. Yeah. The ashes might not even go ahead. I was reading yesterday. Some of the the English lads don't want to don't want to get out there, but we'll see how that how that develops. I have tickets for that, so I'll be very sad if that does. Yeah, happen. I was thinking of you when I when I saw that. Um, so, well, moving on. Uh, after the US close on Monday, which is yesterday, as of our recording of this podcast, now we had Tesla's quarter two results. So we can start off with that. Bitcoin as well rallied, sort of Sunday evening, Monday morning. So it'd be great to hear your thoughts on that, as well as it recovering, or I would say recovering, moving down last night as well. So we have to touch upon that too. Uh, so it'd be great to get your thoughts on all the above. And also Chinese equities had a, a sell-off, quite a big sell-off Monday morning. And I saw actually a few of the Chinese names were down again today. So along with the tech earnings coming out this week, we've, we've got a few things to cover. I guess Tesla, best place to start earnings after the US closed last night. What, what, do, we, what do we need to know? Yeah, look, a stellar report, um, all in all, from from Tesla. Um, you know, you'd, you'd have to be hard pushed to, to sort of really try and find a negative uh, in the report um, deliveries, although that came out um, sort of uh, you know a bit earlier than the report, up 122% year over year, record um, profit of 1.1 billion, um, and the eight straight quarter in a row. Gross margins increased to 28.4% and above expectations. Whilst I'm saying all of this, you know, we have to remember um, that this all comes with the supply issues, um, you know, that we've seen uh, chip shortages, um, you know, which have effectively plagued the entire world. And we've obviously seen those price increases on pretty much all goods um, everywhere, really, um, obviously on the back of you know, the, the inflation as well. So, you know, all in all, uh, it's a very, very good report um, with with everything, the headwinds taken into account. And then if we look into so what insight we had in terms of future outlook, 
Um, there was obviously the new factories we're going to see in Berlin, Texas, and so continued expansion in, in Shanghai. Um, Berlin is, is expected to begin manufacturing at the end of this year. And it just sort of shows the huge scale that sort of Tesla can sort of continue to grow towards. And, you know, I've always said when talking about Tesla is that we've got to remember you know um how you know how much they are growing and, and the, the possibilities again although they've always sort of been you know probably slightly overvalued the the idea is that you know you're buying tesla for for that growth aspect and, and what what is to come um and obviously with that expansion in china that we mentioned as well um they've they've mentioned about it being a sort of dubbed as an export hub which will which will help margins as well um and yeah, I think Elon Musk mentioned that they're expecting deliveries to increase at a minimum of about 50% um, per year for the, for the next three years. So there's some big targets that they've got there um, to reach. And and uh, yeah, look, it's been, a, it's been a difficult start for Tesla so far. You know, this year they've declined about 27% in price. And I think this report will sort of provide that that sort of outlook, um, you know, for for and, and basically give that that share price the, the room to run. And I think we've, um, you know, we, we've really seen um, that sort of tired wave of, of green energy and, and EV demand sort of coming through. And and of course, with that, we've we've obviously spoken in the past, um, uh, you know, about the sort of competition in the EV sector. You know, it's obviously Tesla's competition is, is coming through thick and fast with those traditional names, Volkswagen, Ford. Uh, I think Mercedes threw their name in the hat, um, you know, last week as well, with obviously billions of dollars being spent tra- transitioning towards EV. So it's obviously going to be a saturated market. And, you know, obviously, you know, these numbers will will obviously please in- investors. So it will certainly be an interesting few years. And um, I think those sales numbers in, in China uh, for Tesla will be key. Um, and, you know, a, a big part of this as well in the future will obviously be the luxury side of the market as well, which is is obviously where margins are slightly higher. And I've read a lot of nice reports about the the Model S played, I think, um, which which have come through really, really well. And those sort of um, margins on, on obviously the luxury side. And I think when we look at um, Tesla, it's, it's sort of a bit of a luxury, you know, sort of um, status aspect you know it's a bit of a status thing to, to own a tesla so there's a pull there as well but yeah overall like i say it will be certainly be an interesting few years in, in this race for sort of the ev dominance if you like yeah absolutely i mean given given the choice of a car would you do you put your get your hands on a tesla do you do you like the the way they look do you, do you feel it is a bit of a a status a bit of a fad bit of a bit of a following you you, you yeah buy- I, think, I think if i was going to buy an ev vehicle i'd certainly buy a tesla they look cool right you know yeah. i always whenever i see one i'm always looking through the window to try and look it looks <laughs> like a spaceship doesn't it inside yeah. Yeah. but um you can tell elon musk owns a space company but yeah you know it's just that thing i mean if anything i'd i'd love to have a ferrari or lamborghini but that's not very good for the environment <laughs> so we'll have a tesla instead but no i, I think they're, they're cool i think you know ford are making like the the um the f-150s which are like the jeeps um or the the like, sort of like the utes they call them here in oz and obviously the mustang four by four as well so there's some you know there's some better looking cars you know coming to market but you know at the moment if we're going you know purely on obviously speed and and looks tesla's sort of the real winner there for me so no, i agree whenever i uh, go to to the golf course so there's more and more teslas each week they're definitely getting more popular yeah on, on, on this part of the world well on the on the subjects of earnings we cover tesla there and all in all looks looks pretty good like you said uh most of the the fang names are, are out this week and microsoft as well and that included in that i imagine they're at the forefront of your your thoughts for for this week yeah well it's it's a big week to say the least um for sure you know it doesn't get much bigger than this although it's not the 
the biggest week in terms of number of earnings. It's certainly the biggest in terms of market capitalization of the S&P for sure. Um, you know, one to, one to sort of probably to, to, to look out for um, outside of sort of probably the, the big names, um, obviously still a big name, but um, it is sort of Facebook, I think probably in terms of picking one particular one, I think it'll be interesting after we had some big beats from the social names in Snap and Twitter last week, they posted some really big um, sort of outperformances and, and Snap was I think up nearly 40% of the week last week. Um, basically, you know, a lot of what Snap and Twitter, um, you know, were expecting to, to post was was slightly negative on the impact of the iOS 14 privacy changes. And effectively, it didn't affect um, either of those two. Um, and we know uh, that basically analysts are, are sort of being cautious with estimates uh, by taking this into account. So I think the combination of, of stronger than expected, like ad demand as well that we saw from Snap and Twitter, uh, from you know sectors like travel um especially in the in the uk and, and obviously in the us and obviously that relatively minimal impact um if it comes through from you know ios 14 i think could probably be the one that shows maybe the biggest surprise um but we'll wait and see obviously but yeah i think the the key for obviously microsoft apple amazon and, and obviously google alphabet those four represent 20 percent of the entire weight of the s p 500 so when we talk about you know a big week that you know it is a big week so how really those four stocks move post earnings in terms of how they perform really could spur more gains for this market rally that we've seen or we you know could derail us um you know at a time where we continue to seeing record highs the market is effectively expecting beats um and i think if we don't get that it will be interesting but you know there will be a catalyst if the market continues to to sort of yeah you know keep pressing ahead because we already know as i said that those earnings estimates you know look great and you know look, being honest i think we will see beats i think it's just sort of um programmed in but if we don't then you know i think we, we could see the market you know sell off slightly especially with that weighting that we have but yeah look as, as i say overall we, we can expect you know strong numbers and these these stocks don't tend to miss when it comes to it you know i think apple have, have sort of come through above expectations for the last eight earnings and as i say it's sort of programmed there and it's just in terms of how big really it comes in um and, and sort of what we can expect in terms of you know growth in certain sectors you know for, for microsoft one of the key catalysts is actually growth in, in the cloud sector last quarter they beat on revenues and earnings per share but missed expectations in growth in the cloud sector and, and the share price fell so so i think that outlook and, and growth in certain sectors is key um but yeah it would obviously you know providing outlook for the rest of the year is, is obviously important um and look uh, you know in terms of what we can expect there is obviously that risk element i mentioned obviously we sort of with maybe thinking it could happen with tesla in the sense of higher cost of goods across the board we're seeing that there's been you know a job um or labor issues um you know over in the us and these are four companies you know right that, that are you know are obviously booming in revenues but to do that you've obviously got to have labor and staff amazon probably being the key one having to hire you know, thousands of thousands of of sort of warehouse workers so I think when we look at that, those higher labor costs, you know, could provide headwinds for, for some stocks, maybe not in, in this sort of report, but you know, looking towards the back end of the year, it's something that we, we should, certainly should take into account. Um, but of course, these are when these companies, you know, you know, when we look at them, they're constantly growing, they're consistently profitable and, you know, very, very well capitalized with very, very little debt as well. So, you know, even, even if they do face headwinds, um, it's very rare that they ever affect the stock in, in turn. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a big weighting, isn't it, for the S&P 500? And 
Uh, yeah, I mean, year to date, Microsoft up 30%, Apple 12, Google 52, Amazon 13, Facebook in the 30s, I believe 36. I mean, these markets have just been flying, haven't they? Absolutely flying. Uh, another market that was flying, initially anyway, was, was Bitcoin uh, and the crypto world that followed. But Bitcoin spiked higher sort of Sunday, Monday. What would you put it down to short squeeze or the Amazon accepting Bitcoin as a payment rumor or something completely else? Yeah, I think it was um, a bit of a factor of, of sort of all those things sort of really in, into account. Obviously, Amazon was was certainly a you know a big factor when, a, when you have murmurs around a huge company like that. It's, of course, going to sort of cause that price action. And sort of I think it all stemmed from the uh, sort of the job advert they obviously have since sort of come out to sort of quite um quite heavily deny the the reports it took them but, a while though didn't it to, to yeah come yeah it did you know it took them till you know my time this morning mm. and obviously late last night so sort of like towards the end of the session really um mm. so yeah it's sort of, they've sort of held off but look i think overall this sort of tends to happen each earning season you know that a new company will have you know bitcoin on the balance sheet or they'll start accepting it so with with something like this, to be honest, when I when I saw the rumor of, of Amazon talking about it yesterday, I, you know, being frank, I, I didn't believe it at all um, until I sort of was going to see it in black and white. I was against it, but I think last time out it was it was Facebook last earnings, if I remember. I was told that it was you know hundred percent sure that they were going to have it on their balance sheet, which <laughs> definitely didn't come to fruition. But look, obviously the the short sellers as well um obviously you know pretty much you know closed right out that i think 1.2 billion in shorts liquidated which was a record over the 24 hours um to, to last night which was huge and then from the technical standpoint as well i was looking at the charts earlier and it sort of broke that 50-day moving average and that's where the, the candle really extends from um you know if we if we look at where it sort of hits that 50-day um that's where the candle then really extends up so i think you know, from the aspect where there's some positivity from a fundamental and technical perspective, I think combining the both of those, that was that was sort of the catalyst for the, for the move higher, really. Um, and it was obviously very, very well welcomed um, by anybody in the crypto market, of course. Yeah, no, absolutely. It uh, does definitely seem like a, a combination of all of those things. And yeah, big spikes. Yes, it came down a little bit. But uh, anything else on, on the crypto front worth, worth noting? Yeah, well, I think probably on on that sort of front and the optimism is obviously much higher now than, than probably what it was you know a couple of weeks ago it was again we were sort of saying that sort of the the bears were sort of you know in in control you know very dominant i'm still not sure we're 100 out of the woods yet but it's always nicer to be closer to that forty thousand mark which is obviously that key sort of resistance level than it is to be closer to that you know 29 30 000, which is obviously that sort of support so um, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be more positive. And obviously off that sort of B word conference last week, you know, Jack Dorsey was bullish in the sense of talking about how he'll integrate it with Twitter in the future. You already know Square have it. Um, but again, that was some great insight into, you know, um, some, some really, really clever minds, some of the best in, in the industry at the moment. Um, and obviously they are Bitcoin bulls, but it just reinforces that, that positive sentiment, which I think is needed at the moment when there, there's been a lot of negativity around it recently. So, yeah, overall, it's, it's, it's very positive. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you're right. People are definitely a lot happier than they have been Absolutely. recent times. Um, are we out the woods yet? That is the key question. Above 40k close on a week from a technical point. You'd love to see that. Do we see it? Well, we've still got a few days to go. So uh, last but, but by no means least, and another decent move today, uh, Chinese equities. So we had a crackdown on, on educational companies sparking a sell-off. 
which follows on from the regulatory moves on tech and financial companies within China. What are your thoughts on all of that? The long-term bull in me, the buy the dip kind of bull says, you know what, we're, we're moving lower, we're 30% down. Is this an opportunity to, to get in? Maybe not just yet, but soon anyway. What are your, what are your thoughts on it all? Yeah, as we say that, actually, I'm just looking at, um, I've, I've always been a, a lover of the, the Chinese market, to be honest, I've always been popular, but the uh, the Bally Gifford China China growth market just opened in the US and it's down 6% on the day. Yeah. Another, another, strong, another strong red in terms of an ETF. But look, the, the whole of the Chinese market is obviously selling off on, on the back of it as well. And obviously, you know, it sort of really, one of the classes was, um, it was sort of, uh, obviously, I think it was Didi, right? Yeah. Like sort of last week or a couple of weeks ago, and they sort of really cracked down. And it seems all sort of stemmed from that. And they obviously, you know, got hit really, really hard. But yeah, the Shanghai Composite was down 2.3% yesterday. Uh, the Hang Seng was down 4.1%, which was its biggest one day loss in, in more than more than a year. Um, and yeah, the, the broader sort of tech names are really losing a lot of value um, on the back of that at the moment. And, and sort of, as you say, you know, I think it's it's likely to create a window of sort of opportunity. I think that's going to sort of, you know, appear for sure. Um, you know, especially when we look at, you know, stocks like Tencent, um, which I've always been, you know, sort of quite bullish on. Um, you know, it's, it's such a low valuation. You look at, it, you know, how many you know, how many offerings that, that Tencent have, and, and the valuation, the PE ratios, you know, around about twenty, which is 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 super super low when we're talking about a huge tech name. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I think they all sold off again. Today. I'm just having a quick look. Yeah, Tencent down eight and a half percent today already. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I guess the worry, I mean, by, by the time people listen to this, the market may have already moved elsewhere. Yeah, yeah you might be right. follow through. I mean, the FTSE, as of recording now, 8.40 on Tuesday is down 1.3%. Dow Jones, mm-hmm. 0.6%. Eurostox, 1.11%. The DAX, 1.2%. I wonder, Josh, if we're, if we're now starting to see that sort of summer sell-off. Um, whether that can follow through or not, it's, it's early days, isn't it? And uh, we'll see, yeah. but it's interesting. Yeah, well, even even the you know the US listed. I mean, obviously we're talking about Tencent, which are obviously listed on the Hang Seng, but even the um, you know the US listed stocks, Alibaba down seven percent last night, JD.com down eight point six percent, Netties down fourteen percent. So yeah, this is this is sort of you know this regulatory impact is obviously fueling widespread sort of concerns across the whole market yeah. um you know and, and this is obviously something that you know, investors need to take into account when you know investing into sort of a stock whether it be listed on the us market um or in in, in obviously china and this is a stark reminder as well to investors that the chinese government is obviously willing to to give priority to domestic concerns over the uh, the expense of, of global investors as, as well but uh, as we say the difficulty is what's next right you know which sector is going to be the next sector that they want to have more control over um and essentially that's that's what's creating the fear in and that's what's creating the selling so you know trying to really pinpoint when that opportunity comes in is going to be really really difficult but as you say when we're seeing names like 10 cent drop by the amount that they have i think it's from its record high it's down nearly 45 percent um and as i say coming in at that valuation it's uh you know makes it much more attractive but when, when does it stop that's the big question that is the big question absolutely and, and you mentioned that they're, they're down obviously that big number from their their high so if we had to get back up to there you know be massive move massive move incredible yeah. moves in the market right now so yeah keep your wits about you and obviously 
do your your own research and you know don't feel the need to jump in straight away you might want to wait for a bit more of a, a trigger to get in on, on some of these these longer term plays um that is going to be the podcast there wrapped up on not the most bright note in the world a bit of a sea of red in the markets this morning but uh, hopefully next tuesday we'll be able to bring you more positive news in in that regards um so yeah thank you very much for, for listening guys as usual you can find out more uh, about the markets by visiting the uh, eToro Trading Academy, uh, where you've got obviously guides, podcasts, webinars, all able to watch on demand and also sign up for the upcoming webinars as well. We'll be back next week as usual. Josh, thank you very much for joining. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the week. Take care, guys. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.